Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsor, especially Beckett Authentication for Steve Grad, our third bout of dueling questions. He had timely questions for me. I had I accumulated some questions for him. Thanks, listeners. Another dueling question round. You're go first. And thanks, Steve Grad. Okay. I always get the first question. I like this. Okay. So yeah. this will be interesting. Someone that's been in the business for a long time, you've seen everything change. You've seen pre-grading. And now we have this thing called NFTs. What do you think about NFTs within our business? And do you think this is something that's going to thrive and survive? And do you know a lot about it? I know a little bit about it. I don't think I'm their typical customer, although I think probably they want me to be their typical customer because I can't afford them. And some people can't afford them. Let me flip the question because like I said, I'm not the customer and I'm not a huge fan, but it's a free world. But the interesting intersection here for Sports Card Insights is if they did some NFTs, not that they'd be so lucrative, but if they had NFTs that were showing Giannis Antetokounmpo autographing his cards as part of an NFT and, and observing that, to me, that'd be an interesting NFT. To have. I, I do too, actually. Yeah. And I think the, the short video of these stars interacting with their cards, not that it'd be so commercially. Uh, viable for the person distributing the NFTs. But if Panini was doing it, it might add confidence to their cards that this is the evidence that these cards were signed by the by the player. Yeah, I think that's actually something that's probably going to come next. I think we're seeing this whole evolution in our business now, and I see things taking off in that direction. I, I know a little bit about it. I'm curious to where it goes next. I, I think, think that's it has a great to go idea. into greater complication because if it's just a clip, you're number 23 out of a thousand, but it's a clip you've seen on TV. I'm not paying big bucks for that. You know, but if it's, it's you're signing your own item, that's cool. If it's something like that. That'd be cool. Okay. <laughs> Autograph removal. Okay. Sure. Uh, that's happened before. You're certainly aware that if it's a triple sign ball with Babe Ruth and two other guys you've never heard of in general, it'd be nice to lose those two other guys. With a golf ball, if somebody's shining with a Sharpie and it's Tiger Woods and some pro you've never heard of, my guess is it's not hard to get a Sharpie off a Titleist ball. And, and cards, you've got Sharpie and ballpoint and these different kinds of things. It's borderline unethical, I think. But what is your stance on that? If you can see that an autograph has been removed, do you fail the item? Or no, usually how do you not. Handle that? How do you handle that? It happens all the time. It's pretty consistent. I'd say that, boy, I'd say removals okay, are prevalent. Balls. Baseballs, photos are the most prevalent, okay? And that's the easiest. Because I learned this years ago from chasing, you could take a black dry erase marker or a, a yellow one, and you could go over the Sharpie or the area and just wipe it off and usually comes off. So if I met Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he's like, I'm only going to sign if I could personalize it to you, but I didn't want the personalization, I'd have him sign it and then I could take off the personalization. If that's something we see, we do notate it almost always. Occasionally we miss it. And there's times when the removals are so good, you can't tell they actually got removed. Baseballs are a little more difficult because now you're dealing with- Penetrates the horse side. Or, yeah. And it, you, you've got uh, a fountain pen. You're not really going to take a fountain pen off anything. It's almost impossible. Have I seen it happen? Yes. A preservation studio was able to basically match the, the color skin of the ball and paint the whole thing. So if you had a really nice Roberto Clemente on the side panel, she'd be able to cover everything else up and make it look like it was a single sign ball. Those things are recognizable. I see them all the time, but collectors still want them because it, like you have your baseball cards behind you. People still, have a stack of ball walls. You know, it still presents walls. very well. Presents right. And it does. Well. And it is authentic. So that's not, it is, but it's, it's also altered. altered. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay, your turn again. Is there a next phase in collecting you see coming now with card grading so solid? What's next? Is it could it be Sports Illustrated? Is it anything else? Or are we just always going to be card lovers? And baseball, I say baseball cards, football, basketball, soccer, hockey, all the different cards we have. Is there going to be a new trend to come along or no? One of the new trends, something that's been emerging is uh, ticket stubs. Fascinating. That's emerging just as ticket stubs are potentially going extinct. <laughs> Most teams are going to mobile digital ticketing. And so, again, is that an NFT kind of thing that you could prove that you were there for that event? I, I just don't know. What's the next biggest thing? I, I just don't know. But I do think when these big money players are coming into the industry, it's not for just organic growth of the category. It's thinking there will be some new products, some exponential growth, a whole new category, the NIL, the name, image, and likeness. Really, that just allows these non-union members, the high school or college students to participate. But that's not really a new category. It just broadens who could be on a card or who could do endorsement deals. So what is the next thing? Like I said, I, I just don't know. Yeah. That, that's why <laughs> NFTs are exciting because it, it adds a new dimension. It's something that wasn't even contemplated 10 years ago. I know. And that's where it's fascinating to me. And I'm just always wondering what could be the next great thing about collecting. I don't know right now. Obviously, the card business, you'd have to say, is pretty strong. It's really hard to deny what's happening in our world. It's as strong as ever. And it's fun to be part of. Here's an idea. The problem is there's deep fakes, but you could actually have a sweepstakes or a Willy Wonka thing where if you win, if you draw that ticket, you get a Zoom call with LeBron or Luca or Mike Trout or somebody. that you. So nobody has to go anywhere. You just have to be in front of a computer. You could do like we're doing, dueling questions with Mike Trout, and that could be captured on your very own NFT Something like that. I, I think we're moving toward more interactivity and more digital. And so that's mirroring that up a little bit. Now, could Mike Trout then sign it symbolically, <laughs> digitally in the Zoom that you would have for posterity, your little clip that you earned by pulling something out of a pack? And it's just you and Mike Trout on a Zoom call. So just a thought. Possible. Okay. Well. <laughs> Okay, there have been auto pen situations in the industry again, but down. Sure. What are the chances? For most of the time, I think what I've seen is auto pen type signatures are observed in their frequency. In other words, the first auto pen might be able to get through. The second one, wait a minute, this looks exactly like the one I just saw. In fact, it is exactly like the one I just saw. Sure. So, are auto pens easy to detect? Or even on the first one, can you tell the evenness of the pressure? And what's the story there? Because it just seems problematic. Auto pens, I hope they go extinct. Speaking I don't think they ever will. To be honest with you, you could buy the machines for three, $400. You could buy cheap ones. And forgers, bad guys are using them because they could take one of the big collecting crazes, Funko Pops. And they could take a, a Chris Evans they know is real. They could scan that or whatever, copy it offline and put it into this new auto pen. And bingo, they've got Chris Evans' signature that they're making. They're very difficult to discern. The politician ones, to me at least, are usually pretty easy. And most people use them at some point or another in their careers, and maybe not always. Ted Kennedy would use an auto pen. He'd have a secretary. He'd sign stuff. It would be all over the board. But I think auto pens, 
are going to be around. And what you were asking basically is, can they get by? Sure, once in a while, absolutely. But I think we're pretty good on catching them because for the most part, the stuff that's used as an auto pen is very easy to discern. You've got stop points, stop, starting points, stop points. You've got these shakiness. They have trouble curving. If your signature curves, they have trouble with that. It gets shaky. I feel they're usually pretty easy to determine. And they're on a wide variety of things. But the new machines they have now, anybody could buy them. And you could go out and just start replicating signatures of famous people, no problem. And I've seen it's constant. People always said, oh, the Operation Bullpen stuff or the forgeries from San Diego area that started all that. that they had to be using Autopen. They're so similar, but they're not. They're just the same pattern. Those guys were forging all the time. But I've seen, they call them laser prints they used two years ago, but I've seen kind of purported signatures of Babe Ruth made by a computer program and sold before. So stuff like that, is it prevalent? Is it out there? Absolutely. Is it something we usually catch? I'd say almost every time. I am such a lifer that and I, I hate auto pens. I think that they're a scourge and I wish they would go away. I wish they'd be illegal. In fact, I hate them so much that when, one of the things I enjoyed it, love-hate relationship with writing checks for my company. I felt like when I was signing checks, when we were uh, at our peak, I was signing a lot of checks, but I knew where the money was going on and it helped me to manage. On the other hand, I spent a lot of time signing checks and they'd say, why don't you get an auto pen? Or why don't you get a stamp? Or why don't you get something? And I thought that just sticks in my craw. I don't want my signature to be copied or stamped or anything like that. So I had a new strategy and that is shorten my signature. (laughs) You have seen in my autograph is that I have a longer form signature and I have a shorter form signature. And when you're signing a hundred checks or I I pity the the poor players that have to do a thousand or more at a sitting, but even at a hundred, you just want to get it over with. And uh, they are not a work of art if you're doing a whole bunch of them. It's hard to say how many letters I've signed. Got to be a million plus. I've tried to keep my signature the same throughout the years, and it's been 20 something years, but it changes over time. And there'd be days where there are 600 letters to sign, and your arm feels like it's going to fall off. And I'm thinking, Magic Johnson used to do, and I don't even know if you did this, he slowed down a little bit. In a half hour, Magic Johnson used to do five to 700 autographs in just a half hour, wow. you know, just to think how fast he was signing. But he slowed down a little. He's getting a little older. I understand that. It's just very hard to do it. It's constantly and keep that same signature. And I I give a lot of praise still to guys like obviously Tony Gwynn, who had a beautiful signature. Most of the new players we see these days, they can't sign to save their lives. Yeah, they don't do cursive really. Yeah. And I can't blame you for hating the auto pen thing. I will mention this. I always do mention this. Players have used them for years. So don't think they haven't. Tony Romo, Troy Aikman, those guys have used them for years. Celebrities, you name it. They've been used for years. I know you want them to go away. I wish they would go away. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I just interviewed somebody that carpal tunnel. Why isn't carpal tunnel getting you or me or anybody else that signs a bunch of stuff like that? It's insidious. It gets very tiring, to be honest with you. And it gets a little too much sometimes, but I guess we have to do it. If we had an auto pen machine for our letters, it would really take a a thing away from us. They'd be able to forge your letters more easily. And there you go. You got to sign up. Okay. Your turn. I see all this stuff going on with shows (laughs) and its popularity and the national. Do you think all the attention we are getting in this business is a good thing or could it be a negative thing too? Because HBO Real Sports is doing something and ESPN's always got something and it's a constant. We're always being mentioned somewhere, the business, at least not me or you, but just our business. Is that a really good thing for that spotlight to always be on us? It's more good than bad. Frankly, you're talking about the big spotlight, but the small spotlights or the LED lights of social media, everything is captured. 
Sure. And, and anything can be shared. My problem is the national media and even social media sometimes has a bias for negativity or sensationalism. The hobby is really pretty wholesome. Most people are really good people. Most cards do not sell for world record prices, but they want headline grabbing things or if there's a scandal, they jump on that. And just the normal everyday good news, which is the reason you and I are in this industry. It's not for the sensational stuff, even though you've got a TV program that draws out these exciting stories in the Pawn Stars, but that's not an everyday occurrence. The normal activity of the hobby is a wonderful hobby. And if they could play that up, the problem is that you can't make a TV show about the average collector, I don't think. It wouldn't be sensational enough. But maybe with all this publicity that you're talking about, they will get down to the grassroots and and not have a, a superficial piece about going to a card show where there's millions of cards there and only focusing on two or three that are the glamour cards when that only affects a small percentage of the people. So yeah, I think it's way more that. positive than negative, but okay. Honest Wagner is not a big part of the hobby. It's an aspirational part. One of your great successes is I'm trying to do this too. You're a storyteller. So it's not just yeah. the, here's what it's worth. It's understanding the player, the hobby, the situation, all that stuff. So I like that part of it. I think you do a great job. And again, that's probably Thank what you. draws you into it. And you're hopefully going to be exuding that when you're asked for publicity, when, you know, that it's not just cut and dried. Yeah, this sold for this, and that's a new world record price. The enjoyment of the hobby, and if these uh, media outlets and the social media can pick up on that. Again, I don't think you have to sanitize it for good news. It's almost all good news. It is. I agree with that. Yeah, I really do. That's great. It's the greatest hobby of all time. So thank you, Steve Grad, for your excellence and uh, bringing that to the uh, authentication brand. So keep up the great work. Thanks, Dr. I hope we can can do this again. Yes, sir. Anytime. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.